Hello, this is Michael Zuber, and I wanted to thank you for choosing to spend a little time with one rental at a time. My life's mission is to help investors close 1 million rental properties. In order to tackle this crazy goal, I will need your help. If you like this episode or any of the content we produce, please share it on social media. If you get one of my books or perhaps one of our 500 cards, please take a selfie and tag one rental at a time. Now on with the show. All right. It is Friday and we are here to do the Friday financial wrap up with Mr. Michael Zuber. How are you, Michael? I'm doing great. This was such an exciting week. This was, this week was, this week was a lot going on. I love it. So here we are. It is officially December. This is for December 2nd, 2022. Um, Let's get right into it. So Jerome Powell's speech. What did Jerome Powell, I heard his name, Jay Powell, which I never heard. What did Jerome Powell have to say this week? Yeah. So uh, on Wednesday, uh, Jerome Powell had a uh, presentation discussion that we knew was going to be market moving. And if, if you were paying attention in the market, the stock market raced higher, the, the more, you know, bond market rates went down. It was basically the market saying that the Fed pivoted. That did not happen. So I'm going to, I'm going to take this conversation and say, what did Jerome say? And then I'm going to say, what did the market hear? Because they are very different and dangerously different. So what did Jerome Powell say? He said, folks, we're going to go higher than the market thinks. We are going to stay there longer and we're going to go slower. So these are three things he has said before. This is not a pivot. Simply going from 75 to 50 basis points is not a pivot. If you follow my channel, our weekly discussions, you have known for weeks, if not months, that we expected a 50 basis point move in December. Jerome Powell is acknowledged that it is time to step away from the massive 75 and to try 50. So I think 50 in December uh, is pretty much guaranteed, December 14th. So again, that's what he said. Jerome Powell did take a small victory lap. If you watch my stuff or watch our discussions weekly, I have said that the Fed is winning, right? CPI is coming down. PPI is coming down. The job market is slowing down. The Fed is winning. So Jerome Powell did acknowledge that some of their rate increases are being seen. Goods inflation coming in. Early housing data coming in. Job market slowing down. So that is what Jerome Powell said. So he was 95% as hawkish with a small victory lap. Now, what did the market hear? The market heard the Fed has pivoted. It's it's it makes me laugh to see that the Fed did not pivot, but that's what the market heard. The the Fed's going to go slower. Of course, the Fed is going to go slower. They can't always raise at seventy five. So that's what happened. And then the last thing: why is why are rates coming in? I think there is something very very important that happened this week that will be market moving. I believe what happened this week is a terminal rate or the Fed funds rate of going to 7% is off the table. I believe one of the things that the market has to do is price in probabilities or possibilities. And before Wednesday, right, James Bullard said 
that we may have to go to seven. So the market maybe didn't believe that, but it ha- it was in the realm of possibilities. That is now off the table, not happening. Also, I believe the market is saying we're not even going to get to 6%. That is off the table. Now the general agreement is, as I have said for quite a while, they're going to get to five yep. and stop for a long time. Yep. So what what is what has basically happened is the market is saying after December 14th, we'll be at four and a quarter. The market is saying we're almost done, which is good because I want to get to the top and just because once you once you know the cost of capital, you can do adjusted risk adjusted return and we can stop taking all these externalities. Because, again, if if we got to seven, we might have 10 percent mortgage rates now that seven and six is off the table. We're talking mortgage rates at, you know, seven to five and a half, right? Yep. Somewhere in there. So again, I think we've taken out the big, you know, the outlying two standard deviation moves. Uh, but in the end, the Fed did not pivot. The market hears what the market wants to hear. They did not pivot. They did not pivot. They did not pivot. Very interesting. And, and I want to say too, for the listener, for the audience, if you're watching or listening to this, uh, Michael talked about a terminal rate of 5%. You were talking about that, I believe, back in like August, September, October, for sure. So you've been calling that all along. All along, yeah. Okay, well, let's definitely, we'll stay tuned. Also, let's take a look at what happened this week with PCE. What is PCE? And tell us what happened. So PCE is personal consumption expenditures. Why is it important? Quite simply, PCE core which there's PCA headline and PCE core. PCE core is the most important metric because it is the metric the Fed looks at, right? You and I feel CPI, we talk about PPI, but but PCE is the one and more specifically PCE core. Why is PCE core important? It is because it is the metric, the variable that I believe the funds rate has to get above. So today, PCE core came in at 0.2, which was lower than the expectation of 0.3 month on month. It came in at 5%, which is again on a downward trajectory. Inflation is getting better. I believe the Fed funds rate again will have a terminal rate of five and PCE core will be in the fours. That is where we have to get. It has to get restricted. PC, the, the Fed funds rate will be above PCE core. We're heading in that direction. It might be March or April of next year, but I believe we will get there. So PCE core is very important. PCE headline also came in. Uh, I believe it was 6% coming down from 6.3. So in the end, the three inflation metrics, CPI, PPI, and PCE, all came in lower, all came in a downward trajectory. The Fed is winning. They haven't won. The battle's not over. They're just winning. That's great. I love it. So obviously we're moving in the right direction. I love it. This is what you've been calling. You've been talking about. I want to go back to for a moment, though. You said you've been talking about a terminal rate of 5%. And you said that after this, well, actually, let's get into it. December 14th, Fed meeting. What do you see happening? We kind of already hinted around it, but talk about that. And then again, go back to the terminal rate and where you think we'll be after December 14th. Yeah, so, the, so on December 14th, that's important because that's when the next rate decision comes out. Uh, I believe we will get 50 basis points. I've called that for months. I have seen no reason to change my opinion. The interesting thing for next year is I believe every interest rate bump next year will be a quarter. Again, the Fed is going higher. 
they're going to stay there longer and they're going slower. So I think they're going to do a quarter in February, a quarter in March, maybe a quarter in April. I believe the terminal rate will be 5%, which means it could be between four and three quarters and five and a quarter. That's, that's the range where I think they will be. And they will stop because it will then be above PCE core, which we just talked about. That's what I think is going on. And again, I think they stay there all year. I don't see any cuts next year. Got it. So if we look at it, December 14th, 50 basis points, you've been calling that now for weeks on weeks. And then you believe after that, and when we get into 2023, you think it's probably more likely a quarter basis point until we get to the terminal rate of five. Correct. That's what Got I said. It. Okay. Very good. So that takes us to probably what all of our real estate community wants to know about your thoughts on mortgage rates, what's happening this week in mortgage rates. And then also too, kind of based on everything we've talked about with terminal rate and with the fed December 14th meeting, how do you see this playing out at least for the month of December and going forward into 23 mortgage rates? Yeah. So I, uh, again, this is just one guy's opinion talking on YouTube. I think we've seen the high watermark for 30 year mortgages, right? If you and I had this conversation a month ago and we did, I, I, I was like, I don't think 10% mortgage rates are, are probable, but I was like, they're possible, right? This thing's getting wacky what's going on, right? Uh, I now think that's off the table, right? I think the average mortgage rate peaked at like 7.27, 7.36, something like that. We're now at 6.49. We've had three weeks of declining rates. I believe it will decline again this week. Um, I think there's a good chance we're, we're sub six by February or March. Uh, and again, I think 6% is game-changing. I think what we saw in July, the first time we got over 6, the market froze. Yep. Then we had that little month that got better. Then rates jumped over 7. The market really froze. I think there's a very good chance that 30-year mortgage rates are in the high. This is owner-rock, best credit, full down payment. Sure. So, you know, it's that set of people. But I think we're in, in the high fives uh, as soon as February or March of next year. And I think... I think that unlocks the housing. It doesn't send it on a tear. I'm still calling a flat year. I haven't changed my opinion one iota. Uh, but I think we see more transactions sub 6%. Not 6 million, but also not you know, 3.5 million either. So that's where I see rates going. Spot on. And then also just historically, uh, for the audience, for the viewer, for the listener, you can go back. Michael did a 50-year uh, basically review of history of basically the last 50 years of mortgages, a, a mortgage at six, six and a half, even 7%, sub seven is actually a pretty competitive and a great mortgage rate. Would you agree? Yeah, I mean, statistically speaking, sub seven puts you probably in the top 80% of low rates, right? Um, for most of the last you know 50 years, rates were above that. But you got to be a little careful, right? Where's prices and all of that? But again, I believe, and we'll find out soon enough, that 6% is that psychological barrier. You get a five, because again, if you get a 30-year fixed at five, you're probably getting an arm in the fours. Yep. I, I, I think housing becomes less of a drag on the economy if mortgage rates go sub six. And I think we get there February, March. We'll see. Okay. I love it, man. I love it. So let's talk about, we're going to wrap up with the thought of going forward. We're finishing. It's December. We're going to finish this year. It feels good that we're moving to this really stable, a much more stable environment going into the new year. What are your thoughts on opportunity and just what should be the mindset of a real estate agent, broker, realtor, 
one rental at a time investor. What are your thoughts for them? So I, I'll break it apart. Investor, homeowner, agent. We'll do it that way. So yep. re- investors, one rental at a time fans, one rental at a time students, we're only doing great deals. Nothing has changed. We're not doing good deals. Only great deals, only with 30-year fixed rate debt, only cash flow day one. That's all we're doing. You can get creative with sub two, novation, seller financing, all of that, but the basic rules never change. Get a buy box, look at it every day, understand average, do great deals. So that's investors. Homeowners. Um, I believe, uh, you know, three and a half percent down, house hacking, all that stuff. If you have to get in, it's it's going to be fine. I think rates have come down, as we've said earlier. Uh, I believe owning assets, specifically a home, is the cheat code to wealth. Uh, house hacking, if you can house hack a fourplex, it is the ultimate cheat code to wealth. Live for free. Have others pay for your living expenses is awesome. Now let's talk about agents. I believe agents and brokers uh, have are in a unique position. With the crash in transactions, you will know, you can look to your left or your right. There's a very good chance that one of your friends are going to be out of the business very quickly, if not both of them. If you want to stay in real estate, all you have to do is get a little bit more creative on your listings, right? Understand your seller's position. Can they do seller financing? How else can they get out? Do they have equity? Get a, get a bunch of investors in your Rolodex. Understand creative financing. Don't be afraid to get a deal done yourself because that's how you build wealth. Uh, you can stay in the business. I believe 2023 will be the hardest year for real estate agents. What I mean by hardest is least transactions because that's where you make your commission. But coming out of 2023, the people that survive, your Rolodexes will be better. Your skill set will be better. You'll be in a better position and, and you'll go on from there. So uh, if, you, if you're in Fresno, come be a part of the hub. We'll, we'll, we'll make sure you're, you're protected and taken care of uh, with Ty there and, and myself. But uh, I'm ecstatic, right? Some of you will have to. And again, the last thing I want to talk to real estate agents. Some of you made a lot of money, but you spent a lot of money. Some of you need to go get a part-time job. It, it's, it's not the worst thing to do. You got to pay your bills so you can stay in the game, right? You've got to get, you've got to get through 2023 to, to, to cash the big checks in 2024. So don't think getting a part-time job is a bad idea. If you have to, you have to. It's okay. Um, we've all done stuff like that in the past. I love it, Michael. I, I agree 100%. There's so much opportunity. And I think, too, especially for the core audience that's watching this video are hybrid agents, the people that are one rental at a time, and they're also realtors, they're a part of Evo, and or they're just, they're doing both sides of the business. There's a tremendous opportunity, not only with creative deals, not only to pick up a handful of rentals, maybe add to your portfolio, but obviously the people that are really active and that are really working and doing the work, you can really grow your market share. And 100%, if you're in Fresno, California, and you really want to work and really have success, we have office space, we have coaching, we have access to course material. We're really looking to partner up and squad up and collaborate with just a couple, two or three people yeah. in that we'll Fresno market, market together. I'll spend some money marketing for you. I mean, yeah, it's if you want to come be a part of it and just be better together, I'm in. I love it. Michael, thank you for all that you share and do, all the work you do. Folks, you can find Michael at One Rental at a Time. 
He's on Amazon. He's got the book, Conversations with Millionaires. He also has the, the original book, uh, One Rental at a Time. Michael, thank you for all that you share. Have a great weekend. You too, bud. Thanks.